I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? This is episode 28 of the T-Row and Funky Show, brought to you as always by Defense Soap. I'm your host, Ben Askren. Joined as always, except for last episode, by my main man, Tommy Rollins. And uh, Tommy, I'm actually at HQ of Rudis right now, and you, you didn't even show up. I know, man. I'm not even on my fancy pants microphone either. I'm, I'm out traveling on the road here in between facilities that I work at. Thank you for coming and visiting Rudis. Obviously, I uh, really appreciate that. But I'm excited to be on our podcast. Nice. However unprofessional we may sound you're holding it down for us today so i appreciate that yes sir and and thank god that we pre-recorded that one episode because uh central asia internet would not have gotten the job done tommy i it really wouldn't have it well you have. did a good job i finally listened last night with steiner so i thought you held it down good for episode 27 yeah gave gave the people something to listen to something to be excited about and I, i'm a, i couldn't be more excited about what we got going on today um yeah so do we we haven't told anyone yet I know, well, I know. Go ahead, break, break the surprise. Okay, got it. Um, so, yeah, so we got Imar. He should be calling in any, any minute now. Who, which Tommy just told me that Imar is actually his favorite college wrestler. And you know what? He might, I, I, if I take my Missouri bias out of there, he's definitely very, very, very close to my favorite wrestler also. Well, yeah, of course. If I have my Ohio State bias, he's my 11th favorite college wrestler. But when I, when I remove it, <laughs> <laughs> when I remove it, he's my favorite. All seriousness, no. Um, stylistically, and just his overall mentality, and I th- even even what he says into the microphone when he's interviewed. Overall, you know, even with my Ohio State bias on, he's my favorite college wrestler to watch and listen to, and things like that. I, there's Buckeyes I really like too, but uh, he's the guy, man. I think he's just the way that he wrestles and competes is just just exciting. It's fun. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And um, obviously, we got the big news last week that Jason uh, that he'll be bumping up to 165, which means we won't get to him and Jason Nolfko at it. Which we got three of those this year, and it was it was freaking fantastic. I mean, every single match was was good. Obviously, Imar will say only two of them were good because he only won two of them. But uh, from a no fan's doubt. perspective, they they were all really awesome, high level matches. That was, they were all outstanding. I remember. Going into the first Nolf Imar match, which now it sounds ridiculous, but going into that match, I thought it was going to be at least a major decision, and but for, win for Imar. And so, to me, and and I might be, it might have been late to the party, but to me, that's when Nolf arrived uh, yeah. on the college oh. scene in a way that was meaningful, and uh, he has not disappointed since. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that that's a hundred percent. I mean, that's no doubt. That's when Nolf arrived. I mean. You know, there was potential before that, but when you go in and you beat IMR, that's that's when you arrive. So, yeah, that was definitely Nolf's coming out party. Um, 
I don't know. I, I almost he's two minutes late. We might should we have to shake him down? Do you want to talk about Nolf this weekend at uh, at UWW's? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I don't think this changes his level of dominance or the type of collegiate wrestling folk style wrestling career he's going to have. Um, I was a little bit surprised, but not entirely, that um, Mark Hall took him out because when you watch Nolf, um, and this is not an indication of his of his future Olympic, um, you know, aspirations, but he's just not a natural freestyler, Ben. Yeah. And, um, well, he did, I, I don't think, think he grew up doing it, right? He didn't, didn't grow up. up doing it. Even if he did grow up doing it, he just, it's not a natural way for him to wrestle. Okay. Whereas ironically, someone like Imar, I think that the way that he wrestles stylistically, I think it matches up well with freestyle. Sure. So, sure. um, I was a little bit surprised though. All those, all those things, considered i still can i i was a little bit surprised and, and impressed with mark hall that he um took imar out you know fairly decisively in two matches yeah i agree and you know even prior to that taylor massa had jason nolf on the ropes which we we all i'm taylor um logan massa i'm sorry right right yeah, so uh, he okay, had him on those. He gave Derringer a pretty good match in the finals of the yeah. scuffle, too. That's the last time I watched him. So now with, with IMR bumping up, um, we're going to have some pretty interesting matches at 165 the next couple of years. we got some really, 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 really good young bucks coming in. No doubt, no doubt. So so who's the who's the list of the, the, the contenders uh, for IMR at 65? Uh, I mean, you know, right now it, it's thin. Uh you know, yeah, Isaac, really Isaac Jordan. Uh-oh, is he calling in? Okay, he's calling in. Okay. Are you guys on Eastern time? We are. I, I am actually in Ohio right now at Rudis HQ. Um, Tommy's in Ohio also. So we're on Eastern. Where are you right now? Are you in Illinois or California? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking 12, 10 uh, Midwestern time or, uh, yeah, Central time. <laughs> okay. Hey, okay. Isaiah, no Tommy deal. here, man. I, I Tommy, ironically, I'm not with Ben, even though he's at uh, Rudis HQ, which is the company I'm, I'm, a, I'm a part of. But I'm traveling on the road here in Ohio um, on my phone, so I'm not on a good microphone. But, hey, man, thanks a lot for coming on the show. We're a big fans. Oh, no worries, Tommy. What, where are you traveling to? What are you traveling for? I'm traveling in between facilities. So I work uh, I work for a produce company. We have a manufacturing facility out in the middle of Ohio. We have a sales office in Columbus. So I'm going from the manufacturing facility to the sales office. I couldn't make it to Ben, you know, Ben's visit to our HQ, so a little disappointed. Oh, dang. So taking care of some business right now? Yeah. Yeah, man. Trying to get it done. And and we were were in the middle of a a discussion about your potential contenders next year at 165. So uh, do you you even think about that? Do you know who your contenders are? You're just like, that's that's the other guys. I'm coming to the mat. Uh, Of of course I think about my contenders. Uh, I mean, I just... I, I do it for fun, and right, I mean, right now it's not too serious. But yeah. when making the decision to go up and stuff, uh, you, you obviously got you got to think about who's there and the potential matchups. So yeah, I, I definitely think about who's going to be there. I know I have a feeling that uh, on a few guys. I mean, there's a few returning All Americans and uh, that are pretty good. So uh, I look for I'm looking forward to those kind of matchups. You know, with uh, like Isaac Jordan. I'm pretty sure he's going to stay there. Yeah, uh, I wrestled him. I wrestled him around the red shirt actually at the Iron at the Midlands, and you know there's Daniel Lewis and I don't know if Jordan, the other Jordans are gonna stay at 65, but 
I mean, there's young, there's always young guys coming up. So uh, there's there's definitely a lot of guys that have. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so hey, before, hey Ben, before you get going, can I yeah. ask one question because I know you got. The you can have as questions many questions as you want, Tommy. I'm, I got one, Imar, because it's 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 interesting to me because we heard countless rumors. Noel Thompson came on our show and said you were going to wrestle uh, the Olympic trials at uh, 45 and a half. I think that's the weight class. And you know, when I looked at your build in the college season, I was like, yeah, you know. It doesn't look like Imar's cutting a ton of weight. He could probably he could probably pull it off if he's weighing in the night before. So to me, physically looking at you, it's believable that you can get down to forty five and a half. And then now you're going up to sixty five. So are you going up because it's best for the team? Because it's best for you? Like physically, why why are you going up? Uh, are we on air right now? We we've been on air. We don't stop. Oh, stop! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not on the air, that. brother. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, no, uh, I, w- I the plan was initially to try to go down, but uh, mid season I started growing, and and the cut to fifty seven got pretty pretty challenging. Uh, so I'm I'm not going up for uh, the team. I'm going up because I started growing this season. So. Uh, the cut got a little uncomfortable at 57, and I think some people were starting to notice that. And I started to notice that, but I wasn't comfortable at 157 towards the end of the year anymore. I don't, I don't know why I was growing. I thought I figured that I'd be done growing, but uh, you know, my muscles started growing a little bit, and it became a lot more uncomfortable to make 57. So right away, I knew I was going to go up after after the national tournament. So did you? Uh, so did you get real beefy after season? What, what are you up to? What, what are we talking about here? Uh, what's that? I said, did you get beefy after the season? How big are you right now? Me? I'm about 175. Yeah, I'm not so too you, big. So you put some pounds on, but I'm, for sure. I'm short, so so I I grow sideways. I don't go, like, too big. I just, if I don't if I don't maintain and watch my weight, I, uh, I, I, put, on, I put on weight pretty easy. So yeah. uh, right now I'm just lifting hard and then keep maintaining my weight so I can go 74 kilos to the university. And oh, so uh, I'm even thinking about going 70 kilos if, uh, when we figure out the trials process for the non-Olympic World Championships. Because I'm, I'm definitely interested in doing that too. Yeah, I had that. I had that on my list as a question for you. Uh, you know, because I, I saw you retweet or maybe made a comment. So, so they're doing <laughs> the the worlds at 70 kilograms um, in December, which kind of crosses over with the college season, obviously. But we did see some guys. Um, Nick Wisdowski did some freestyle. Adam Kuhn did some stuff. Uh, Snyder, obviously. Um, so there were some guys that set the president this year doing some freestyle stuff during the folk style season. So how seriously are you looking at uh, at, at going to challenge for the world championships at 70 kilo? Um, in my mind, I think uh, I'm 100% bought into trying to make a world team right now. So, um, you know, it, obviously things change with time and uh, depending on what the situation with the team is, uh, it might alter my commitment. But right now, I really want to make a world team, and you know, just because I've never wrestled overseas, and I, I think it's time to make that next jump. You know, a lot of guys my age are already making that jump, like Jaden. Like he's 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 killing it out there. He's doing yeah. crazy things. I mean, he's he's the same age as me, and so I figure, you know, why not try to make the same jump that those guys are making, and and uh, you know, just position myself to possibly be one of the best in the world towards the end of the year. 100%. So Banner, 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 Isaiah, are the trials going to be in Fargo? I don't think they've said. I, I, have, no, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know if 
if they're if they settled on the profits they're going to go with yet. But you know, I'm trying to keep, I'm keeping my ears open because uh, I'm definitely interested. Yeah, I, I I don't think they've said so far, so I think it's a wait. And, I mean, it doesn't matter think, to me, I but for you, it's wait and see. Far, yeah, but I don't know. Um, so if you make the university team, what are the world championships for the university? Because I don't know the answer to that either. Uh, oh yeah, I thought I was trying to do both. No, if you uh, make the yeah, if you make the world championships, what are those? I think they're in September. Okay, the beginning of September. Nice, nice. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to be during the school year. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to go if uh, I make the team. So uh, handling school and, and trying—I've never been overseas to compete, or I've never competed against someone who didn't wrestle for the United States. Yeah. That's it. Wow, that's interesting, huh? Um, okay, I want to I want to take it back a little bit, Tommy. We kind of got I wanted to take it back from the start, but we kind of got going, and it's all good. Um, so obviously, Flo put out that little feature on you, Isaiah. That was probably what last year, maybe. And yeah. So you know, we got a little glimpse in your childhood, and it was you know your your dad didn't wrestle, and you guys didn't have a strong wrestling background. So I want to know in your in your mind, man, maybe it's a mental thing. Because I, I remember for me, I remember watching you against Alex Cisneros. I believe it was maybe a, a freak show or it was a fall event. And you, you lost, but I was super impressed. And I said, this kid's going to be something. And I, I want to say maybe you're a freshman or sophomore. But for you, when was that point for you that you said, like, I'm going to get really serious at wrestling. I think I'm going to be really good at wrestling. I'm going to re- go and wrestle in college. Like, when did that happen for you? Oh wow! This uh, yeah, that, I was I was during my sophomore year in high school, and I did end up losing that match. It was a heartbreaker. But uh, I think I bet so. Was, I, wait, I don't mean to interrupt you. I did bet someone twenty bucks that you were going to be better than Alex Cisneros after watching that match. So uh, I, I won. Do you think? Do you think, think you're going to win the bet, Ben? I won the bet. It's freaking over. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think when I started getting into high school, that's when it kind of, you know, things started clicking. Like this, this sport might take me into college and you know give me an education and you know, you know, bring me to the higher levels of wrestling. When when I was younger, it was it was kind of just something we did because I was good at it and uh, I enjoyed it. And I I didn't really ever know too much about NCAA wrestling yeah. until I was maybe a teenager. And so that's when the that's the first the first time I ever watched. The NCAA Finals, I believe it was uh, the year that uh, Caldwell wrestled Metcalf, and you know 10? I fell I fell in love with NCAA wrestling right then and there. I, I was I was telling myself, I think that was what 2008, maybe. No, that was maybe ten, was like maybe was that ten? But yeah, it was a while. It was it was you know fairly recent, and that that's just what made me love fall in love with the NCAA wrestling. So after that point, I was like, yeah, I want to be on that stage someday, and. Uh, Ever since then, I started looking forward to you know wrestling in college. Nice, nice. So uh, I guess the ne- next step, the next obvious step there is how, how do you pick Illinois? And I, I, I think I know the story. I think there's some Mark Perry connection here, but I'm not 100. percent So how do you go and uh, how do you go and get to Illinois? What's the story there? Uh, I think I think it's a little bit of a of, of a lot of aspects. I, I wanted to wrestle in the Big Ten. Uh, I was kind of dead set on, on on being in the Midwest and being a part of the Big Ten, most prestigious uh, conference. That's just 
something I've always wanted to do because I, I, I guess I, I like to challenge myself. And I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great conferences now, but at the time, the Big Ten was, you know, the premier conference. So you I don't have to be PC. It. You don't have to be PC on our show. Huh? So you don't have to be PC if you want to say everyone else sucks and the Big Ten rules. You're more than welcome <laughs> to do that. The big, the big, and if you and if you want to say that the Big Ten was better, if you want to say the Big Ten was better than the Big Twelve in the early two thousands, you could share that with Ben too. Tommy, he was a child. He just stated he didn't start watching and say wrestling till two thousand nine, <laughs> so he can't comment on two thousand four. <laughs> so Isaiah, this is ancient history to you. This is stop. Just you were you were like six years old. You were six. Give me a break. It's, it's not just the thing. It's the duels. It's the fans. Everything. The Big Ten is where you want to be. Listen, listen. Just go ask Mark. Mark was around during that time period. Although he might be biased because he was a Big Ten guy. Uh, from the period of say 2002 to 2008, somewhere in there. The Big Twelve was the toughest conference. Go on the ahead and era. ask Mark. I think I think Mark's got my back, Ben. I don't think so. You mean, you mean, uh, you mean Oklahoma State was the the toughest? No, the was, whole was, the whole Big Twelve, I, which was pretty much Oklahoma State. Stop! You two are you two are just antagonizing <laughs> me. I mean, Oklahoma State was nails back then. I mean, they yeah. were. I don't know if that could pull the whole conference above the Big Ten, but. We had every team, listen, listen, I say it. Let me break this down for you. Every team in the Big 12 was ranked in the top 12 in the country at one point. Five teams. All, five all, teams. All, three, all three of them, Isaiah. <laughs> all three of the Big 12 teams. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's go. Let's stop this. All right. <laughs> Isaiah, back. So that's, just... that's they will go on forever because, I mean, if, you, if you're from a different conference, you're, you're obviously going to – be more biased towards your right. York. I think it's, it's I think it's pretty factual. I, so you okay? Sorry, I, I we interrupt. I think we we're telling us about how you were going to Illinois. Um, oh, um, so I wanted to wrestle in the Big Ten, and uh, this guy named Mark Perry was was the new coach in Illinois, and I I was I kind of knew the name because he was the old Cal Poly coach, and so when he started talking to me, uh, you know, we just kind of uh, clicked on you know just about wrestling and, and the mindset and, uh, you know, the other coaches half and, and Jeremy Hunter, uh, they just kind of, I don't know. It was, it, it was just a good fit. And we just, we just clicked. Um, they, they liked my attitude coming in and, you know, some coaches maybe didn't like my attitude because, you know, so I'm, sometimes I, I make statements and I'm, I'm very, you know, proud of what I do. And, you know, I'm very, you know, I, I just want to shoot as high as I possibly can and, some coaches were telling me, you know, you, you need to, you know, you need to take it step by step. But the Illinois coaches were like, you know, we we love we love your attitude and we want we want to get you there. And and I, that was that was something that was really important to me. And so, you know, it was it was almost a no brainer going to Illinois. Hmm. Wow. There wasn't a, there wasn't a close second in that race. Oh yeah, it was uh, Oklahoma State was a close second. That's actually that's where my that's where my dad and my mom wanted me to go. Really. It's just how do you say no to John Smith? It's, it's history. It's thirty something national titles. Yeah. And, you know, being a cowboy, the orange singlet, the history tradition. But uh, you know, I wanted to do my own thing and and you know, kind of set my own legacy. So that's uh, that's what, that was important to me too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tom, you guys think I got I got a really I got a good one for it. it might be a tough one for you, Isaiah. But you told me uh, it, nothing was off limits. So yeah, uh, shoot. Him. All right, so 
I had this experience with, with my brother because Max went 30, 32 matches undefeated to start his college career. And actually, okay. you want small world because Tommy, J.D. Bergman walked into the office and my brother wrestled J.D. Bergman the first match of his college career and J.D. Bergman was ranked number one in the country. That's crazy. I right? was in the corner for it and I think you know that and you're just trying to rub it in. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. But J.D. <laughs> literally did walk in the building like 20 minutes ago. So anyways, so um, and so Max was ranked number one in the country, right? You know, pretty much right off the bat, he beats JD and he beats someone else at Vegas, and he's ranked number one, I think, like three weeks into the season. Um, he gave, he ended up losing thirty three matches in, and you know, I was kind of always curious and just watching um, how is Max going to handle this pressure because he wasn't a he wasn't like a Mark Hall high school wrestler. Max was good, very very good, but he wasn't the guy everyone looks at, you know. And so he's okay. going 32 matches undefeated. So he loses, and I think, okay, the pressure's gonna, the pressure's gonna come off. He's gonna come back, you know, be himself. But it actually kind of got a little worse after that. And you know, um, obviously, there's a lot of reasons. I don't really know why. But so you go obviously undefeated for 50-ish, maybe more than that. You take a loss, and but you bounce back fantastic. And ever, and I think there was a lot of people questioning, how is he gonna bounce back? Is the, is the loss gonna devastate him? Uh, but in my opinion, it made you better. I mean, I, I think you bounced back fantastic. Um, you know, what what were your feelings after that? How did you react to it? Um, you know, mindset wise, what are you thinking? Oh, I mean, it was it was devastating to lose. I, I it just it wasn't it wasn't so much about the record as so much. It was more I felt like I let myself down because I wasn't wrestling the way I wanted to wrestle or competing the way I wanted to compete. So taking my first loss was very, it was pretty hard on me mentally. But uh, again, when when you when you have a winning streak like that, you want to and you lose something goes wrong, you want to go back to the drawing board and scrap everything. But uh, I mean, I have great coaches and they kind of just you know calm me down because you know I, I I'm only 21 years old. I'm I'm fairly I'm fairly young and so uh, you know wow. I mean, saying I'm 21 years old, I don't really realize, but I, I still I still feel like I'm pretty young, so I still I still rely on my coaches a lot, you know, mentally to, to get me through things. And so they kind of just calmed me down and said, you know, nothing's wrong. You just gotta, you know, set your mind on winning the national title at the end of the year because this this was just one match, and you know we we didn't really, we didn't truly expect you to go undefeated because you know everyone has off days. It doesn't mean that someone's better than you. Or he was better than you that day, and so they kind of just reinstilled that confidence in myself, and so. Instead of instead of beating myself up for the rest of the year, I just focused on you know winning and trying to compete the way I wanted to compete. And you know, North was was one of the toughest competitors I've ever faced in my entire life. But the way they just built me up, I was so confident going in that it didn't matter you know what happened I, if I got you know put to my back right away, went down five zero. I, I had the confidence that I was going to find a way to win, and that's because of my, what my coach was kind of talking through throughout the season. And so, um, basically, it was just keeping my confidence up, and that was the most important part. Definitely, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I think I think I think um, hearing you say that, and I'm really not surprised by the very good answer that you gave. But it just reminds me, Ben, and, and I'm our, you know, I think there's a fine line for people who find success in anything, really, let alone wrestling. There's a fine line between arrogance and confidence. And, you know, I think having that belief system that you have, I can tell that you're a confident guy. 
you said that on your recruiting process, maybe some people didn't like some of your comments. I just think you have that conviction in yourself that allowed you to do a little bit of soul searching after a loss like that, um, coming on the heels of a good season, which is, which is good stuff. And I also, I'm not really surprised, but it's cool to hear how coachable you are. And I didn't, I didn't know if you could speak to that because, you know, the second week you started talking about your loss, you immediately start discussing how you turn to other people to help you. I mean, is that, how important is that in this process, this journey to, to win, you know, another title? I mean, seems like your coaches have been pretty important in guiding you through that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, towards the beginning of the year, you know, with the passing of my father and things, and, you know, students just going wrong and me trying to shoulder all that by myself was the wrong kind of thing to do. Uh, I kind of got, I kind of got lost in trying to handle everything on my own. And, that, and you know, that was part of the reason why maybe I wasn't competing the right way uh, and maybe that led to the, to the first loss I ever had. But right after that, it was, it was, I had just kind of looked in and said, all right, you know, I, I have to kind of give in and not, you know, shoulder everything on my own because that, that I don't know, it's just kind of my personality to want to get things done on my own. But I, I do, I do rely heavily on the people around me. I probably wouldn't be nowhere near as good or, you know, as successful without, without my coaches. And, um, you know, I think it's important to remember that, uh, that the people around you are, are, you know, crucial to getting you to where you want to go in the sport. Even though it is individual, uh, the, co- the coaching aspect and being coachable is, is, is huge. Let's go, awesome. let's go a little lighter, Tommy. Who's your favorite fighter? <laughs> Isaiah. Who's my favorite fighter? I, I know you like MMA, right? I, I love MMA. Who's I, your favorite fighter? Awesome. I don't really have one. Come um, on. What about, what about Ben Askren? <laughs> yeah, that was the right answer. <laughs> well, Ben, Ben, you just beat up, dude. It's not as entertaining because you just you just win so easy. So it's like it's I and, and plus I never watched the one fighting championships. You get doesn't have to pay for it. Usually I just watch. <laughs> I, I I got I got into a lot more uh, mixed martial arts because of Jesse Delgado because he wants to be a fighter. I heard. So he How's his training coming? Uh, he he he's a killer, man. I I think he's gonna be good. I mean, is he, has he? Uh, where is he training at? Has he, has he fought yet, or what's he? What's he doing? He hasn't fought yet. He's learning how to box right now. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. It's like watching a baby learn how to crawl and walk. <laughs> because he's been wrestling all his life, and so he's always been good at that. And now he's going to a different combat sport. It's being like a beginner all over again. It's funny because he gets frustrated, and he's like, "Man, this, he's uh, he worries about things a lot." But he's he's getting better. Um, the dude's going to be a killer. I, I never imagined him being a mixed martial arts fighter just because Jeffy's so, such a nice guy, And but like like anyone else, he could flip that switch like no one I've ever seen before. And so I think he's going to be real good. Uh, but I, I, I like watching the UFC. I mean, I, I guess John Jones is probably my favorite fighter, not not for his actions outside of fighting, but <laughs> because he's such, he's, such a, he's such a killer in, in the octagon. So are you picking him over Daniel? No, absolutely not. I, I gotta support the wrestlers, you know, Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> I, I, I love the wrestler, but I mean, uh, Daniel was an Olympic wrestler, and so he he, he sounds like a great guy. So uh, I have I have to root for Cormier. There we go. That's awesome. So when's Jesse having his first fight? Do we, do we have a uh, date? Jesse, I th- I think Jesse will fight sometime in the fall for his first time. That's pretty exciting. How's he? How's he? How's Jesse doing health wise? I mean. 
I don't know, what was it, his shoulder or something at the very end of his career that was really, really banged up? He, he tore his labrum and then tore his hamstring at the national tournament. He was banged up for a while. Uh, but Is he good to he, go now? He, he's good to go now. Uh, he's building his body back up, and I think he'll fight sometime in uh, October, uh, an amateur fight up in Chicago. So uh, he'll, he'll probably get a few of those in before he tries to decide to go to like a major fighting yeah. company. Well, that, that's exciting. I did so. I I had kind of heard that Jesse was trying to fight, but I I didn't. I guess I didn't know for sure. Yeah. So that's exciting. I'm excited to see him make his debut. I think he'll do fantastic. Uh, so yeah, he's wait, my, he's my roommate. So I've been I've been kind of watching. Oh, he lives in he lives in Champagne still. Uh, he does every, he does like he every now and then he'll come back and train. Okay. Uh, with some of the mixed martial arts guys, but he he rents a room in my apartment. Oh, okay. Wow. There you go. There you go. Nice, nice. So, uh, how about fighting in your future, or is it just wrestling? Um, I, I honestly I don't know. I'm, I'm keeping my options good, open. Good answer. I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I could be good at mixed martial arts just with the with the tools I've been given. Um, I feel like it'd be an easy transition, but. How, how do you leave a sport that that is giving you everything? I don't I don't really know. I don't really know what I'm going to do in the future. Yeah. I want to win world the gold medals, but uh, you know, there, I I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with that with going into wrestling right now, and it's getting better. But I feel like uh, it, USA wrestling has a long way to go still. Yeah, I mean, and that's something Tommy that I've talked about countless times on the show is just. Uh, you know, we Tommy obviously wrestled his whole, his whole career and did not do mixed martial arts. I wrestled a little bit and then did it, and so you know, I I I'm pretty frank about it. I I did it for the money. He make a crap ton of money in MMA, and that's fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I mean, I, money 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 is important. It's not everything, but you got you got to have some of it. Yeah, and, of course. And, and going down going down the wrestling route is, is it's it's hard. It's hard on on the mind. It's hard on the on the wallet if you want to have a family someday and which I plan on having someday. So, uh, it, there's a lot of things that go with that. And I'm sure you know, Ben, as, as, as more than anyone else, is that sometimes you gotta, you gotta chase the money a little bit and, yeah. um, it, it, I don't know what I'm gonna do though. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I like boxing. I like, I like fighting. I think, I think it's exhilarating when you, when you get to, Hit someone and being in a you know fighting mentality, I think that's kind of I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but you know I love wrestling and I love what I do. What if what if what if you had to make the decision today? You gotta you gotta pursue well, the does, Olympics. Does he get to finish his college career or no? Or he's got to quit well, college. Okay, so let's say your college your college career is over. Okay. And 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 the Olympics are in two months. You, you're not on the team, and you've got a four year journey to the next Olympics. Are you going into MMA? Or are you going to train freestyle? Oh, uh, God, putting me on the spot. Honestly, I'd probably, I'd probably learn how to fight and go go on to fighting. Right? If I had to make a decision right now. But, wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't. Well, he'll, he will, I, you'll only have two years, though, till the next Olympics when you get down with college. So that's going to put you right in an interesting spot. Dude. Yeah, so re- realistically, it'll be two years. Yeah, so, so let's talk. Realistically, there's two years. <laughs> Is it still the same spot? No, uh, I'm putting the pressure that's, on. That's why, that's why I said that. If, if I had to make a decision now, I'd probably go probably go into fighting. But if, 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 when I only have two years after I graduate, I'm probably just going to train wrestling. 
and yeah. uh, go that way. But good uh, deal. I hope, I'm hoping that the situation gets better um, for for wrestlers across the country in the next couple of years because it, I think that's really important with retaining our athletes and with the growth of mixed martial arts. Um, it, it's becoming more tempting for uh, for wrestlers to go over because there's money there. You know, you know, it's it's, it's interesting though. It's interesting that you say all that, though, because I think, and I, I don't know the, the network at the University of Illinois, but I've been around fundraising at the D1, Big Ten level, and I would think that, you know, Heffernan and Mark and everybody everybody in tow over there will be able to scrounge together a pretty darn nice package for you. Nothing compared to what MMA could offer, but I think you'll be doing a little bit more than just scraping by, you know, um, while you train for the Olympics. I mean, at least that's that would be my... That would be my assumption. I mean, so it won't be that yeah. bad for you if, if there's any consolation. No, I, I, def- I definitely think that that it it'll be a livable wage, but um, I don't know. It's just I I, I, I love wrestling, and I would love to see the sport grow. And that's that's one big big thing that's that's stopping the sport from growing even bigger is that the wrestlers don't get paid enough for what they do, for the commitment and the sacrifice they make for their families and. And the programs that they're a part of is that they're not compensated in the right way. And I would love to see wrestlers, more wrestlers be paid the right way because um, it, it it would make it a lot easier to stay in a sport for 10, 15 years after after you're done with college. I mean, you you look at it and guys guys don't wrestle past 30, and I don't know if that's because of health, but um, you don't see many many guys over the age of 30 that are wrestling. Because maybe that fire dies, the, the motivation, the you know, the pay. There's a lot of things that go into it, but that, that's always fascinated me. Fascinated me because you know why don't we have wrestlers who are you know 28, 29, 30, 31, 32? You know why isn't that why isn't that as common in, in other sports? Uh, so that that's kind of something that I, that's always weighed on my mind. Is why don't we see guys who are a little bit older stay with wrestling? I know it's a hard sport, but I mean, wrestlers are the most driven, most passionate athletes I've ever met in my entire life. But you don't see many right. over they like to do it. I a hundred percent. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Not much, not much argument from uh, from this side. He did hit the nail on the head, man. But here's the real question. I don't want to go off track. It's wait, but if, wait, Tommy. If rumors are true, though, some of these dudes starting to get paid. I, I guess you know we heard we've heard some rumors. They're getting paid on some hey, RTC, which didn't is, happen. That didn't happen ten years ago. They're getting paid yeah. a little bit. And the other thing, Ben. The other thing, Ben, is this. And Isaiah is, and this is just the truth of the matter. But how much should you be paid when your sport doesn't make money? Well, yeah, that's that's and a tough so, one. Uh-huh. so I mean that that becomes a whole other podcast. But that's the freaking truth, man. How much should you be paid when your when your sport is not self sustaining? Then the next question is, why is the sport not self sustaining? Then we go down the rabbit hole, and we're not talking about Imar, and I don't want to do that. But that's 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 the question right there, don't sure. you think? Yeah, the guy, I mean, that's, oh. it's got to be a professional venue for our athletes to compete in some way, or else, like you said, it's not making money, and essentially, it's. You know, charity or or you know some form of that or whatever you want to consider it, right? So, well, let's go. Uh, let, let's move on. Wait, uh, who's Mark Perry's favorite fighter? I, I, Isaiah. I, I talk about these kind of things all day. I, I love talking about this part of the sport, and okay. as much as I love talking about being an athlete, I love I love analyzing our sport and where it's at in, in nowadays. But yeah, let's let's move on a little bit, something a little bit lighter. 
Let's uh, well, who's Mark Perry's favorite fighter? What's that? Who's Mark's favorite fighter? Perry. Who's Mark's favorite fighter? Uh, yeah, you're Rodriguez, Chilito, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice, nice. <laughs> um, okay. So I got, I, I got one, one more big question. That's all, all I got, and then after that, we can shoot, the, shoot the crap, and then be done. Um, so my question is. You're from California, which is a huge powerhouse in wrestling. Troy Steiner just got the job at Fresno State, who's bringing back their program. And I just, uh, I had him on the show last week, and and we talked about if you can keep the California kids home, you're going to win. And so, number one, do you agree with that statement about keeping the California kids home? And number two, how's he going to do it? How do you keep the California kids in California so you win? Um, I think that's partially true. Uh, you definitely do need to keep in-state talent in-state, and you need to be able to make a program lucrative to, to guys who are out of state, subs that are out of state. I think, uh, you know, Fresno State is very, very easy to get into. It's very cheap. So it's, it's not it's not something that there's, – there's not that many barriers for California kids to go there. Uh, there's, like, standards with the Cal State systems. I think I think Fresno State's only, like, eight $9,000 to go there. Nice. So it's it's really really inexpensive, and um, if you're from the central if you're from the Central Valley area around Fresno, I think you only need like a two point five to get into the school. Um, so it, it, there's there's not many barriers for kids to get into there, and so I think that'll make it a lot easier for guys to choose to go there just because of the cost. Um, but and and the, around Fres- the Fresno area, it's a little hotbed. That's that's I kind of grew up about. 20 miles from Fresno, so... Which school were you? I was uh, thinking about this. Lamore High School. Me and ah. me myself were the same high school. Uh, wow. So, so I'm pretty close to the Fresno area, and uh, I think I think that's absolutely true, because I know there's... I know wrestling's a big deal in the Central Valley, so... And, and it's getting bigger in, in other areas of California. In the, in the southern in the southern parts of California, we have we have superstars like Aaron Pico who come up, the Valencias. Um, so the talent, the talent in California is there. Uh, the, the, the thing is to keep the guys in the sport and keep them a part of a program that wants to win national titles. And I have no doubt that they'll, they'll be good as long as, you know, they get the, the blue-chip recruits in California and they can, pull, they can pick a few from outside of the state. Huh. What do you think about? It's interesting. Maybe, maybe I think Imar just did a great job interview for for Steiner to be his assistant in two years and do MMA and freestyle at the same time. Oh, huh. yeah, they, they with, started, uh, with, yeah. with with your boy Zinkin and AKA Ben. What do you think? That, that's where Pico's going to be training, and I think Ed Roos training out there also. They're training at uh, no, they're not AKA. It's um, what's it called? Dethrone Base Camp, I believe. Have you been out there? Ever? No, ever? no. I, I don't really know many of those guys. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know the Zinkins. I've only. I've, I've met Aaron a few times, and so I've, I've never. I've never actually trained any MMA or did any real boxing classes, or okay. you know, I kind of just stayed. I just kind of stayed in, in Lamore, my small town, for most of my life, and so <laughs> uh, I, I didn't get out much until after I went to college. So you never. You never wrestled. Worked out with Pico. Uh, I worked. He'll probably, he probably won't remember this, but I worked out with Aaron Pico one time. We were we were training for Fargo. He was, I think, in seventh grade, and I was a freshman in high school. And we were we were at the same camp uh, up in Calgary Chapel. And he this, this he, he comes up to me. He he looks real young, big old cheeks, 
he, he goes, hey, would you like to wrestle? Would you like to wrestle with me? And I, I'm looking at this kid, and I'm thinking, he's like, why does he want to wrestle me? And then we start we start going. And I'm like, wow, this kid, this kid's pretty good. He's he's in seventh grade, but he, this kid this kid's gonna be such a thing. Turns out, two years later, I find I find out that that was Aaron Pico. And I'm like, that, that totally makes sense now. Uh, that makes a lot <laughs> That's of pretty sense. cool. Yeah, California is just pumping kids out right now. I mean, from you to the Valencias to Pico to Kate Olivas. I mean, California is freaking a factory right now. Just good kids coming out all over the place. It's amazing. No doubt. Well, Tommy, what what else you got for Isaiah? Or Isaiah, what do you got for us? What do I got for you guys? Who would win in a match between you two right now? Tommy, Tommy's like two forty. Come on. Um. Uh, yeah, you're being too nice. I'm even a little bit bigger than that, Ben. But yeah, I mean, I mean, size matters. Imar, you know that, man. Dang. So I'm well, taking. I'm taking. Are you in shape right now? Are you training? At, at no, all? I'm not in shape. Yeah, I'm Tommy. What if I got you tired, Tommy? What so, if I got you tired? Then so what? Who, then what? So who would win a no hold bar match right now? Oh. You're in shape, Ben. Who would go? Oh man. In a what match? No hold barred. No hold barred. How many? How I much gas I, you got, Tommy? How much gas? How many minutes can you go? Listen, Ben. I mean, Come here's on. the deal. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm in ter- I'm in terrible shape right now. Okay, but at the end of the day, I'm 200. I'm, I'm north of 240, and size matters. Well, I might so, be able to get you, know, you tired. You never know. <laughs> if, if I got tired, but I think I, I think I could I think I could end it quick enough. You know. Oh man. That's funny. That's funny, Tommy. All right. Well, yeah. Well, well now, now you might, have, you might have me. Listen, and if I do get in trouble, I'm just going to call up Kyle Snyder. So done deal. Oh, jeez. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I haven't brought hey, that Imar, up. Like, you were, you were, uh, Imar, you were, um, you, you hadn't called in yet, but I want to let you know if I've got my Buckeye colored glasses on, you're my 11th favorite, um, college wrestler but you know <laughs> all things all things considered man love watching you wrestle brother love love the style love love the comments that you have uh love the confidence that you have man we're really glad to have you on the show ben do you got anything else or not really i, I mean you know he, he commented about being a fighter earlier and i don't know why i don't know why it was but i felt like I felt like his, especially the last two matches with Nolf, I felt like those were like title fights. Like they were going at it. Um, and especially that Big Ten one where it was like, it was just, it, there was not a lot of scoring, but it was, it was, there was a lot of action. Just, it was just like two guys just going back and forth, throwing their best shot at each other, and it wasn't working. It's, so, you know, I, I get that fighter mentality vibe out of you um, for sure. I, I see it 100%. Oh, that the big that Big Ten match was that was that was the first time I went to overtime in college. Really? The first, yeah, that was wow. the very first time I've ever been to overtime in college. Wow! wow. It ended up going like twenty minutes. It was I was exhausted, and and, and he was exhausted, and we, we're both known for having great gas tanks. And it was it was it was a fight. It was basically a fight, and uh, oh man, that was those kind that kind of match that. That more even more than my national championship match, I'll probably never forget that one because it just it was almost like that match would, was never ever going to end. It was like <laughs> a three match. Yeah, that was a freaking it was great, crazy. That was, that was a great match. 
Well, all right, Isaiah, thank you for spending some time with us. Thanks for coming on. We enjoyed it. Uh, and obviously, best of luck to you, whether it's trying out for the, the world team this year or in your college season. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you soon. Right, done, thanks bro. for having thanks coming on. Appreciate it. See ya. See ya. All right, I think he hung up. Remember, Man, remember I, when Rovat Remember when Rovat snuck back on on us? Yeah, I know. Hey, I think we that was a pretty juicy interview about MMA or freestyle out of yeah. college. Yeah, I mean, I knew he liked fighting because I, I know I kind of know him and Mark Perry and Delgado, and I knew he liked fighting, but I didn't know he was. Um, I guess I'd say that strongly considering the possibility. I also, yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's kind of leaning towards it. To be honest, don't you think? Um. Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds he wants like... to do. He wants to do the Kale Sanderson, win four titles, and then have two years uh, on the international scene. Win the gold, bounce. I mean, yeah. that sounds like a pretty good plan, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the perfect plan. Then head into MMA. But so, the, the tough thing will be is uh, what way would he go? Be ben? We should have asked him that. I, I mean, it's gonna be sixty-three. Well, you know what? I bet they're gonna change the weight classes after this year. Um, I mean, that's what you Rich. Heard Bender, that? Well, that's what Rich was alluding to. Obviously, they're having dis- they're having discussions about it, so it's on the table, um, right? Because I was thinking about this the other day. I was saying, as good as Mark Hall is, right? And Mark Hall is freaking fantastic. I mean, one of the better high school wrestlers of, of our generation. He might not make an Olympic team for a long, long time if Burrow sticks around through twenty twenty, right? You're gonna have Burrow. Right. You're gonna have Deringer. You're gonna have Imar. I mean, those three alone, and then, you know, I could throw in a lot of other people, but those three alone are like freaking wow, right? Yeah, um, no kidding. And then I would say Deeringer, I don't think he has any intention of fighting, so I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around until 2024. Um, and, you know, we're a long ways down the road by then. You know, who, who else knows who comes in by then? But, um, I mean, with the only six weight classes, it's tough. It's obviously so tough to make an Olympic team these days. Hey, so 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 yeah, I agree. So let's do a little stud roll here, like a like an eight year old, you know, reading the brackets when we're kids or something. You know, he beat him by three, that and I beat him by two. That means it's gonna be a one point match, kind of type of stud roll, reading tea leaves here. But you know, Mark Hall beat Nolf handily, two matches to none in freestyle. Yep. Uh, Nolf and Imar is a bloodbath in folk style. Do you really think that by by transitive theory, that Mark Hall can compete right now with Imar in a folk style match. I mean that that's what that's what everything would point to, right? I mean, I Mark did obviously. I just don't believe have... it. I don't. Believe, I agree Why on not? paper. Why wouldn't you believe it? Because I watched him get freaking smoke showed by Andrew Howe at the Olympic trials. I was twelve feet from it. Not that I was surprised. I think Mark Hall is fantastic. By the way, yeah, I think well, he's I mean, fantastic. Yeah, high school kids aren't supposed to be able to compete at the freaking Olympic team trials. Right, so he gets who who by else Andrew did he get Howell. beat by at the Olympic trials? He beat he beat know, Logan Massa right away, and then he lost to who the heck did he lose to? Was it Andrew Howe? And then who did he lose to on the back? He got he got he got. So let me finish I'm, my I'm thought. Though he got up. smoked by Andrew Howe. I don't I don't picture Imar walking on the mound Andrew Howe and getting beat bad at all. I consider it being a highly contested bout. Sure, yeah, I, I would say the same thing. I would say I think if Imar wrestles Andrew Howe, it's gonna it's gonna be close. I would say so, the same thing. you know, I mean, that's just a little bit puzzling to me. I guess that's why you wrestled the match, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, obviously, I, I like we talked about, Nolf is not a freestyle 
guy, right? Um, he wrestles a few times a year, but that's it. Um, but you know, obviously, Mark's beaten a lot of other other high level people. Uh, hold on, I'm bringing up the bracket right now. Uh, you know, I I think it's a competitive match because the, the thing about Mark is he's hard to score on, right? He's he's got great scoring yeah. ability. He's very very difficult to score on. Um, and obviously he loves to compete. I mean, what kind of guy goes to Times Square on Thursday and then goes and wrestles on the trials on, on Sunday? Right? He, lo- he loves to compete. He loves to compete. But this is this Mark Hall that beat all the same guy that in the Dream Team Classic or whatever I don't even know what it was called. It's Minnesota versus um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. USA. He wrestled Alex Marinelli and he ended up beating him by like I don't know like six points. Yeah. But with a minute and a half to go, it was like a one point match, and Marinelli was in deep on a double. And uh, Mark Hall scrambled out of it and wound up in like a five point move, um, and he, he he won he won absolute fair and square very decisively, not very decisively but very, I guess fairly in my opinion. But I mean he was in a dog fight with Marinelli, yeah. And and it, so it's like uh, I don't know. This is this is the part. This is the part where the whole this the, the is denominator here. That we, well, well that, the denominator we, know we have to look out here. The math doesn't work. The math doesn't that whatever you call the stud let me, why, let me let me tell you why the math doesn't work sure. because we're talking about folk style freestyle and the denominator that make that causes us to think about all this is Jason Null. and I'm just telling you and we're getting high level discussion here I'm just telling you if everybody wrestled freestyles day one at eight six we would be a better country because yeah. we're, we're talking about Jason Null. oh he's just not a freestyle freestyler. But I feel like Jason Nolf, with his commitment to the sport, growing up in the hotbed of wrestling, having you know Olympic champion coaches, if he knew freestyle and focused on it, he would have done much better with Mark Hall. Yeah, and so Be better let, off. Let me take this. So and this is another one. Um, Adam Hall beats Mark Hall fourteen to five. I mean that, that's that's a pretty good butt whooping, right? Um, right. And I, I I think it's Imar versus Adam Hall. You favor Adam Hall. Are you favor Mark Imar? You favor Imar, right? I take Imar. I take Imar. And even if Adam Hall wins, it ain't gonna be fourteen to five. I I would be shocked. I mean, it, it's right. So um, yeah, so that's it. that's interesting. I I just don't think the math works. I think it's a close match in folk style because I think Mark Hall is going to be difficult to score on. Now, would I favor? I if you may, if you maybe pick today, I I think I pick Imar for sure, hundred percent. But I pick um, Imar handily. Um, Believe, but that I'm not taking anything away from Mark Hall. I mean, he's the fact that I'm talking about Mark Hall and how he would do against Imar really speaks more to how good Mark Hall is in high school. Yep, hundred percent. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not cutting on the guy. I'm just saying he's not ready for Imar right now. He might be in a year and a half. You know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I wouldn't be shocked. You know, I think Penn State. Obviously, Penn State hit the top three the top three guys in the 74 kilo junior bracket. So I think what are they gonna do, dude? What are they gonna do? They got Vincenzo. They're gonna wrestle they got and they got Mason Manville, who didn't even wrestle, and then Rutherford. So none of them can go down. Uh, Nobody's going forty nine besides Rutherford. Yeah, and then you got Manville, Hall, Chenzo, Joseph, and uh, and Noel. I think you're gonna see. And guys. I would I would argue I would argue that well definitely none of those guys can go eighty four, and I don't think any one of them is a seventy four right now. Do you think? No, none of those guys is 74. So we've got four blue chip 57-65s. Yep. One of them, one of them can make themselves right? I can see Manville. 
I can see Manville go with 74. Well, I, I think people are talking about Mark Hall going 74, but I'll tell you what, he doesn't look that big to me. He really doesn't. No, no, he's too short, too. He's short. I mean, when I say too short, I mean too short to do what he's capable of, not too short to be good. It's, not, it's, not, it's not his ideal weight, is what you're saying. Correct, correct. His ideal weight would be 65, and that, that's what it looks like to me. Um, he doesn't look super tall. Uh, and then obviously they got Bo Nickel on that. I mean, this is a good problem. They got Bo Nickel at 74, which I wouldn't, you know, he lost to Valencia oh in both matches. I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, him go up in weight class. Uh, you think Bo Nickel's 84? I mean, I think he fits 84 better than any of those other guys fits 74. Well, that's true, but is that 84 his ideal weight? Hey, did you see that Valencia? Um, no, I would say 74 is his ideal weight, but you know, you never know. Uh, did you see, uh, what's this dude's name? Oh, Anthony Valencia versus Vincenzo Joseph. It was a freaking no. insane mat. Insane. I mean, really wild. I'll watch it. Yeah, it was, uh, and Valencia, he kind of hit his head in the middle of the match and maybe that affected it going forward, but he was up by, I want to say eight and Vincenzo Joseph came back and won, uh, 14, 13. And then, and then Valencia did default out after that. So, um, wow. And how about Joe Smith? Uh, Joe Smith went one and two in this bracket. He's kind of yeah, I know. I maybe know. he's burnt. He needs, he needs a couple months off or something. How about Give him how a about break. Uh, how about uh, Valencia beating Bo Nickel twice? Mymar in in the last months, the two NCAA finals. I mean, when was the last time you had a guy in red shirt beat both NCAA finalists? At the weight that he probably would have gone this year. That's a good question. Are you sure? No, he wouldn't, but he wrestled 184 for at the Midlands. Oh, he did? So you don't think he would have been 74? I mean, he's he, pretty he big doesn't, dude. Yeah, he doesn't, well, he doesn't look super lean, though. So I wouldn't be shocked to see him at 74. It wouldn't, like, blow my mind. Right, right. That, right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, Tommy. We got our, our fact checker. Dude, our fact checker, I mean, even, Mark, even, is if, out here. even if that, even if it wasn't his weight, like let's say, let's say it is his weight. What what red shirt has beaten both NCAA finalists? That's very interesting. I don't know. Wow, that's a good one. I'm not sure. That's a good. Uh, that's a good question. Throw it out there. So yeah, uh, I you know I don't think that's ever been done, Tommy. But uh, Twitterverse out there, see if you can. Uh, See if there's anyone who's ever beaten both NCAA champions as a red shirt. I don't think it's been done. Yeah, man, I'm interested in that. I, I bet it hasn't been done. I bet it hasn't been done. Then. Well, cool. Well, I think uh, that that was a fun interview with Imar. Got some good stuff about him possibly going to MMA, which he'd be fantastic. Obviously, I don't need to say that. No. <laughs> uh, you got anything else for it? I'm gonna your your boy Jesse got us some food, so I'm about to go eat some lunch and and check out some sweet Rudis gear. Um, if my backpack's a little swollen on the way out, oh, hopefully, hopefully, they don't hopefully stop me. Jesse hooks you up and sends you sends you away with a big you know bunch of swag. Sounds great, man. All right, I'll see you soon. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, see ya. You are listening to the T Rowan Funky Show, and it is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you've built. Tommy, I got to say, I, I tried these products. He shipped me a box. Uh, I love them. I've, I've had, uh, if you know me, you know I had, I've had ringworm issues for a long time. Um, so I, you know, I'm looking forward to putting these in my repertoire and, and hoping uh, the ringworm does not come back ever. 
No doubt, Ben. And to top that off, the company was created by wrestlers. Guy Seiko wrestled at Cleveland State University. His son was an All-American in Virginia, so these people really get it. They know what the wrestling community needs. 